Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Straight-talking ideas to grow your business. Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast, the show that aims to help you grow your business. You can listen to us on Spotify and all good podcasting platforms. If you're listening on iTunes, don't forget to leave us a review because this is going to help us become more visible so more people can find out about the show. And if you want to view us in vision, you can go to marketingsimplified.co.uk where you can find out um, more about the show and our contributors. So my name's Georgia and I am our brand guardian. My name is Andrew Black and I help trades get off the tools. And my name's John Lawley and I'm your web wizard. So today we're speaking about something very current, uh, the coronavirus, whether you're uh, liking it or hating it or trying to ignore yourselves from everything that's going on, uh, it is here. And um, guys, um, maybe you can start by telling us how it's affecting your business right now. John, did you want to kick us off? Well, yeah, I think it's, it's um, obviously it's very prominent right now in everyone's mind. Um, from a creative point of view, um, from a creative business, I think that we're kind of a little bit along the way down in the queue. So I don't know if it's going to be affecting us imminently or straight away. Obviously, it's a concern because it's, it's, it's a case of, from, from business practices, um, who owes you money? What kind of contingency plans have you got to be able to pay staff um, and material costs and things as any business does over that time period? Um, and also as well, the main thing is, how are you going to attract new business during a time like this? That, I think, yeah. for everyone is going to be a major key point. So, Andrew, you're, you're obviously out on the tools uh, at the minute, so it's going to be affecting you quite differently. So Yeah, massively. I mean, part of my coming. job, for, for those that don't know, as well as sort of having client meetings here and going to see clients, but I'm also doing surveys and I'm also going out and helping clients in terms of fixing, actually fixing problems. And um, as much as I'd love to be able to fix boilers from my sofa, it's currently an impossibility, although they are strangely enough working on it but that's probably another episode so the precautions we've been given from different companies are in terms of obviously take responsibility in terms of your own health so if you're feeling any of the symptoms even if you think it is going to be a common cold or maybe we don't have enough information to know exactly what the impact is and I know I'm certainly not qualified to comment on that but if I am feeling um, any of the symptoms or if I have been in contact with anyone that's suffered um, the coronavirus then and stay at home, you know, because it's not so much people that are, you know, in their middle ages, which is mainly you, Georgia, or slightly younger, me and John. Um, but it's, <laughs> Beautiful. It's, it's more about those that are kind of um, over 60 or the, the youngs, young young lot amongst us. And actually, for myself, I'm, I'm a type 1 diabetic. So for those that have kind of those um, immune issues or take a little bit longer to get over things, then absolutely, we've just got to be hyper aware of that. So what we've been told is um, we're not going out to do surveys for anyone that's over 70. And for everyone else, you know, it's literally about being very visual about the fact, okay, we've just got out of the van. We are using the sanitizer. We are coming in the house. We're not going to, you know, sort of shake your hand. And we're just explaining that we're aware of what's going on and we're taking every single precaution. And then before we leave the house, the same situation happens again. And I don't think that this is too over the top. It's just about sort of taking responsibility and showing people that we are aware of it. Because as much as there's that great English or British spirit for us to go, oh, don't worry, we're just going to crack on and it won't affect us. It's it, We don't have a choice. It, you can't, you know, all the will in the world and motivation in the world, it can't prevent a virus from entering your body and, you know, rendering you useless for a few weeks. There's nothing we can do about it. 
Well, like you said, it's not even just about us. It's, we don't know how our clients are feeling, right? What their concerns are, even if, whether it's for themselves or for their family members and people that surround them that are more vulnerable. And I know that I was um, giving some tips out yesterday, like you just said, Andrew, making it a whole visual thing when you're getting in and out of the vans and in and out of homes and sanitizing um, and making sure that your clients are feeling assured. Even things like bringing your own towels could be something that um, is just, again, showing to the client that you're considering them. And when you're, especially a domestic trade, I'm guessing you're in kitchens, you're in bathrooms, you're touching light switches, you're touching tops of refrigerators, all the surfaces. If there's some kind of like a, there are other brands available, but like a Dettol kind of spray that you can just be showing that you're taking extra care. It's just putting across that reassurance to the clients, isn't it? That even if you're thinking, right, everything's okay, you're valuing where their mind might be as well. And, and that's 100% it. And I think we've very much got to remain sort of business focused. And when we're business focused, we're very aware of everybody's needs in that situation. So no matter what your thoughts and feelings are on it, you've got to come at it from their opinion or what their potential opinion could be. Um, and, and you do see it. I've been out and spoken to lots of different people and everyone's got a different opinion on it. But the reality is, is none of us work in that industry. We don't know exactly what's going on. And we've got to try and rely on the information that we get from the government or the World Health Organization versus uh, Dave, who's read something, shared something on Facebook. And, you know, it's some sort of conspiracy theory. And as much as I love a conspiracy theory, you get carried away with it all day long. um, The reality is, let's look at it from a business perspective. So from a business perspective, yep, let's let's respect uh, respect our customers and, and sort of, you know, make it very visual. But I suppose the next thing comes out is is what John started with is is how do we keep everyone going and keep um, all of our clients on top of things? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, and there is that kind of thing, isn't there? I think it's actually listed in the government's disaster plan. Um, don't get your information from social media from Doris, who might have heard someone who overheard someone in the kitchen somewhere else. It's just you know that's just ridiculous, isn't it? I Unless listen to Doris. Oh, right. fair enough. <laughs> Doris and Dave.com. They, yeah, got it's like totally on it. Um, but it is that, isn't it? And no one really, unless you have a, a dedicated your life to virology and you know epidemics and things like this, how do you actually know what is going to happen? There's, and this is a completely new um, disease, isn't it, as well? I mean, to be um, fair, John, you, you were born and raised in Leeds, so if anyone has got more of an idea about it... <laughs> <laughs> that is true, yeah. We, we do like to be a bit opinionated, let's face it. Um, <laughs> and, you know, to be fair, in the North, we probably have a bit more immunity to it as well, you know, because we'll just take our tops off and go out in the cold and everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, I was going to say. Just up in Leeds, the headlines are, you know, okay, maybe put your big coat on, you know, it would be fine. What are all these Southern softies worried about? <laughs> <laughs> would probably be the gallows humour of the day. Um, but, but I think, does it now give a lot of people this kind of kick up the ass to actually modernise their businesses? Mm. If, you think, if you think about how this is all made as, as, a, as a community, as a business, how this is all now, for, you know, you've, you've been pushed inside, you've got to stay at home, you've got to stay out of the office, you can't mix with people. So you then, it's almost like communicating over longer distances because however, you know, geographically short your next door neighbor is, you can't go around and see them or you're not meant to, especially if you're a 70 year old woman. So, um, you know, not that I normally do go around and see a lot of 70 year old women, but you know, um, just the analogy. So, it's, do, you, do things like social media now play a huge part? Do having an online presence, being able to take those bookings and orders in advance, is that now something to be able to develop during this time? 
I think I hope it would. Yeah. You know, I'd like to think that everyone's got this newfound time to to really focus on the the elements or weaknesses or gaps in their business. You know, and even potentially look at some sort of recurring revenue plan that they could implement or a new product or service they could implement yeah. to, to future proof some sort of situation like this. I think on the flip side of that, though, is it's going to, one, create an opportunity, but also give um, other people the opportunity to kind of not take action, not pay, not pick up the phone, not pay the bill, not do all those elements because they can hide behind the, the fact that there is a national issue at the moment, yeah. which is such a shame because the very real effect for the, the self-employed among us, which is probably 95% of our listeners, is it will have a very, very real effect on, on, on the businesses there. Oh, completely. completely. That, that, that is something. I mean, I've, I've heard of all these um, different things where, you know, if you're cancelling an event, then um, people are sharing out the food from things like that. Um, the larger businesses, if they have had an event which they've had to cancel, uh, but they've invited freelance speakers, let's say, to come in, they're still paying them or a certain percentage of that, which right. I think is amazing, isn't it? Because if anything slows down and will put most people out of business and wreck everything for the future is if the cycle of cash stops as people need to continue to pay those invoices so that everyone is kept in the loop and you know you can't just be digging into the reserves all the way through if it, this thing lasts three months to a year let's say yeah. people have to have to have some kind of in income and people still have to be paying invoices or have a realistic conversation may it's i'm suffering with this but i can pay you 50 percent. yeah and i hope that communicates that help yeah. I hope that communication is there for sure because I do know whenever there's any sort of uncertainty and we've all seen it recently with kind of you know Brexit for example yeah. and that affected the construction industry massively because nobody really knew what was going to happen. In the end, funnily enough, the world just keeps spinning 17,000 miles per hour. We keep going. It doesn't matter what happens. It's going to happen. And in the end, although it's a sort of psychological feeling of this, oh, I'm not too sure, there's a little bit of in internal anxiety – everything cracks on, everything carries on. So the very real effect of, of people sort of stopping or, or not making a decision could well be, you know, people struggling to pay their bills. And that's, that's more of a worry on sort of grassroots level. You know, that, that's more of a worry for, for me and for my clients than actually getting ill, frankly. Well, you said something about communication and I, I was reading some um, tips from a, a business guru this morning, actually, which was really interesting. It's like at a time like now, is the most important time to make sure you're communicating, whether that's with your individual clients or in your marketing as a whole. And that it's the communication frequency should be leveled up, but the then duration of those um, communications should be shortened. So it should be like he, uh, he used an example of eating healthy, small and often. That's how communication should now be. And um, because people want to keep having their um this is sound wrong. Base is touched. Touching base with the client. And even whether it is on email, in, is on social, is, is on phone calls as well. Short and sweet, just so people are aware that they're being considered, that they're in the know, whether they're dealing with a supplier directly or a business as a whole. Um, and I just thought that was actually a really good tip for all of us. Yeah. Um, just to make sure we're just touching base a lot more, but not big, long, lengthy emails and yeah, I, I would also add to that and, and say that there's that level of communication should be personal. So whether it's text message, WhatsApp or phone calls, because at the moment, any messaging that you put out, do your normal social media. I mean, you guys can advise more on the social media messaging and marketing messages there. 
But if it's a serious communication message, then it's just going to get lost in the absolute hysteria that's floating about on Facebook at the moment. It's 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 entertaining, but it's kind of worrying. If you don't have the ability to go, I wonder what this situation is like from a different perspective, then just stay off social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to be pretty much scared of going out or we've run out of toilet roll, basically. The world has run out of toilet roll. Yeah, man, what is that? Is that but yes, I, I completely agree. I think that is a really good idea because it is, it is all about communication, isn't it? Now, most older people that I've been in contact with the last week or so have been saying, you know, the, aren't the government rubbish? You know, we have to wait a whole week for an update um, and it's some kind of lengthy spiel and no one's got time to read it, etc. So communicating little or very often, but very little, makes complete sense, doesn't it? You just need a headline. That's all you need to kind of follow it. Stay indoors. Don't mix with people. Okay. Oh, we're still in business. We're still here. If you need us. Um, there was a little thing that I put out yesterday. All right. The first post was basically, um, you know, I asked Arnie where he found all his toilet roll. It's a big picture of him in commando with a huge thing, toilet roll on his shoulder. And he said, it's, um, I'll be at the back. Um, you know, and then follow that. Thank you very much. I thought it was very clever. Um, and then, but follow that with, um, here's a longer article if you want to read it about how do you take um, your meetings from in-person to online. So here are a few examples of using video conferencing mm-hmm. like we're doing now. Mm-hmm. It's very simple and easy to set up and actually it can be free in certain circumstances. But- you say that, but I had to you know, somehow manage to turn the computer on and open my email. So, I mean, there's a couple of stumbling blocks right there. To do. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? If you could do it, then all trades can do it. Yeah. <laughs> We have faith. <laughs> That's what it's all about, isn't it? And actually, do you mean do you think that having someone to speak to is going to be important in the coming weeks? Well, I think I think it's essential, but if it's the right person, and the problem we've got is you get in the right the, the wrong the right or wrong echo chambers depend on how you look at it. So if you're you should have friends that don't always agree with you. Because if you have friends that always, always agree with you, then whatever you say to them, it's just going to come back at you. And then that's going to just compound whatever that belief is that you have. Now, that belief might not be factually correct. And if you get caught up in this way of being, oh, the government is this or the coronavirus doesn't matter or this isn't important or whatever, that may not be factually correct. Mm -hmm. So having that balance of people and having that different network of people that you can rely on and reach out to and get a number of different opinions and perspectives from different people in different industries is is essential. I think one thing that's probably worth mentioning is how well um, BNI have handled things. You know, business yes. national global, global business uh, acted and responded very, very quickly when it came to not having our weekly public networking meetings. Um, but they're in the process of setting up... Um, exactly what we're trying to do now we're trying to minimize it we can't we're not meeting up but we're able to do this we're able to still produce content we're still be able to we're able to communicate to our to our listeners and and bni are very much doing that as well so the business world that network that continuation of referrals should still carry on because they've just adapted the methods um obviously everyone's keen to get it back to normal as quickly as possible once we're recommended and it's safe to do so but that is a very good and big example of of how businesses can adapt and overcome and work with the current circumstances and that's something you mentioned bni as well i think the power of being part of a network so john and i before you came online earlier andrew were, were sort of talking about some of my friends um within our group particularly in the events industry 
massively struggling. People are cancelling their weddings next mm-hmm. month, a month after, month after. And these guys were reliant upon those jobs. So it's hitting that industry immediately now. And these guys are really suffering. And I've had really deep, sad conversations with some of these friends that are now, they've had their business for years and years and they're on the verge of now, I'm going to have to start looking for a job, which is terrifying. Mm-hmm. The fact that we're part of this group, I mean, even tonight I've got a Zoom call. Uh, all, they've all been taught how to use it as part of this uh, power team groups, all the wedding mafia, as we call them, to come up with ideas for people like our DJ, our cake maker, people that are being affected immediately, how we're going to rally together to help them um, drum up more business in other ways. Mm-hmm. Maybe if there might be a small last minute events that some people are having, whether it's birthdays or something that those are the kind of jobs those people wouldn't normally have taken on because it wasn't their ideal client. But in this current market, you know, they have bills to pay and mortgages to pay as well. So it's something we're trying to get them in with surrounding yourself with, with a network so that when, and things like this do happen, there is a support system. It makes you feel less alone as well. And um, so something like a BNI or an equivalent, I think is something most small businesses should try and think about being part of something bigger. So when something like this happens, you've got people to bounce ideas off of to help support you um, and vice versa, really. Yeah, we are. We're a community at the end of the day, aren't we? And I think I I completely agree. That's it's where something like BNI actually comes out into its own um, Mm. in in something like this. Um, And, you know, various different people have already commented the fact that, you know, oh, it's a disaster. It is. And it potentially is going to get worse. But this is when your community spirit now should come in and people start looking after each other, which we don't necessarily have in a kind of a capitalist world day after day. So it's kind of a a little bit of a change um, and probably for the better. But thinking along those lines, if we're we're starting to move and starting to move people from kind of an in-person business to an online business, um, one of the people I've been speaking to um, is our personal trainer. Now, his business is basically doing group classes in the evening and the morning and one-to-ones basically during the days and things like that. So obviously, and a lot of his clientele are older people. So obviously, they're very worried about coming to this one gym. And gyms, apparently, and Andrew, you have more experience in this, so tell me if I'm wrong, but might be a bit of a hotbed for different diseases and germs, etc. if people aren't washing the equipment yeah, on Wednesday. With, with the best will in the world, and you know, you can see that they're kind of up in there their own sort of operational processes of, of cleaning all the stations. Yeah, yeah. But regardless, you're already kind of, even exercising sort of breaks you down before it builds you back up again. So you're already sort of lowering your immune system itself. Then you're in an area with lots of people anyway, where some people could be already affected and or infected and not showing yeah. the symptoms. Heavy and breathing. Area, there's a lot of bacteria as well. Yeah. So how do you switch that? And something like Zoom or some kind of videos, you know, video recording equipment, you could easily have... Um, an online group session with people in their own homes. You just have to adapt the exercises that they're going to do. You can still have that appointment to view. So at 6.30 p.m., this is the link it's going around. You've already paid me your subscription fee for the month. We're going to give you, you know, you can, this class is going to be run at half past six every single evening, pop in when you want to do. You can have up to 100 people watch this. Although if you limit it to maybe six, then on this screen, as we can, as I can see in front of me, I can see both of your faces. You can see the other people all around you. You can check their posture. Are they doing things correctly? And that's a, an hour then where all these people are actually going to still be able to interact with each other mm-hmm. and do exercise, which is one of the things you need to be doing, apparently. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to get pneumonia. You want to start getting the air through your lungs and out. So it's actually a really important thing. The second part of that 
is basically, can you be recording those online sessions and then sell them as a video series? Have one set, which is going to be a free, free version so people can get into it. And then you can tailor different sections then. So it's a pay-per-view um, and you're starting to get income from it. So not only are you got this, you can keep on with your current clients and your sessions, so you're still getting that return, return revenue every month, but you're also then selling one-offs to new people and reaching new people online. So, you know, for, for example, just make it a bit more fun. So uh, at the swim pool the other day, I've got two young children. They both weigh about, you know, 20 or 30 kilograms. So if you're thinking about doing kettlebells, you know, why not use a child safely in a safe <laughs> environment within a fruit of swing? You know? <laughs> You're thinking of a creative way to use things around you as ways. You want to caveat that? Because that's not very nice. You're dunking them. No, no, two uh, hands uh, up and down. Also, make sure they are your own children. Yes. <laughs> you don't want to hurt anyone. You know, and, you know, as you start to progress and you start wandering around and your kids now become too light and you see another child and go, oh, he's about 35 kilos. I'm going to pick that one up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to break it. But for the, for your, for the DJ guy, um, is, is there some kind of way of creating a pre-mix you know you've got yes, he does actually, 30 yeah. minutes do a pre-mix someone yeah. likes certain songs or it's an 80s theme or a 90s theme here it is you can buy it for a fiver or a tenner online that's going to keep so you happy it. isn't it that's kind of a public service here it is have the first one free buy the next i think well, that's going to be the kind of thing we're speaking about tonight I think it's definitely in some way some businesses can adapt and therefore create new services and new products. And for, for sure, there's some really good ideas there. What becomes a little bit more difficult and sort of where we started some of this for the trades guys is where you physically need to be on site, whether it to be to diagnose or do the service or do the safety check or for the pest controllers, they've got to go and change the traps out and they've got to... Um, uh, fight, you know, physically investigate the property to see where the um, where the gaps are and where the pests are entering and so on and so forth. For a lot of those people, that's that's where there's major effects to, to their income and to their cash flow yeah. because even if they are on contract with some of those people or have a monthly recurring model for the servicing or they've got a quarterly contract for restaurants for pest control for argument's sake or even they've got um, emergency plumbers, emergency electricians. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. You're right. Was it, was it electrician? <laughs> There's a word electrician, isn't it? it? Makes everybody feel sick, that. Yeah. So, you know, that was, just, that was George's sneezing, by the way. I'm so sorry. Did everyone just go and lock the windows and lock the doors? Now she's in quarantine for 14 days. Have you got a fever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looks at the sun and sneezed, and now she's down. That's it. Um, I completely agree with what you're saying there. There are certain things, certain professions, which are going to be very, very difficult to put anything online with. But... I, I mean, are we thinking? Are there certain ones that we can potentially start creating? And obviously, we don't know the end point of this and when people can start returning yeah. to work and things like that. But is there some kind of process to maybe start building up pre-orders for your services so you have a stream of work to actually come back to when the time is right? So, for example, oh, I'm going to talk about the carpenter again. No, uh, don't, 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 don't. No, no, no. More plugs, no, no, more no, plugs no. for Kira and RK Carpentry. Because, because Kieran from RK Carpentry, <laughs> all he does is listen to the podcast or when his name comes up. Yeah, he does. And then he asks me for money. It's <laughs> <laughs> the other way around, mate. It's, it's not, you know, we're charging him. But for someone like him who's making furniture, for example, yeah. you know, and this is quite an interesting fact. So speaking with interior designers and architects, they love the start of a new year because people have been at home for a couple of weeks over Christmas and look around their home and think, oh my goodness, I need to improve, I want to change this, I want to change that. So is there some, some kind of similarities between this period? If you're going to be locked in your home for a couple of weeks, 
are you going to start to think about these certain things again? Like, I wish that this could be a different color or I need to get this sorted out. So having vision, you know, meetings such as this online, where you can actually find out, be given a virtual tour of someone's home, you can start to think of those ideas. Maybe the process of planning that can involve some form of deposit to take against when work will actually start further down the line. Yeah, I, th- I think that, that's, a, that's a great point. As long as that uncertainty gets rid of itself fairly quickly because if you're sat at home for two to four weeks and you are looking around and noticing problems with the house or this needs to go or something goes wrong in that time that you're off great we can be at the forefront of our communications and marketing to make sure that we get the opportunity to quote for that as soon as it's back online presuming that that individual's cash individual cash flow hasn't been affected by this entire process and that they then got the money for us to come in and, and do whatever it is beyond the essential stuff like lights and heating and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we have to kind of continue to have that spin. And I think that was the, the whole thing. The whole point of it is where are the gaps in the business and where are the opportunities? And there's opportunities for us to get our own business right without being opportunistic on the fact that you've got people selling hand sanitizer for a hundred pound a bottle, which morally and ethically, it's just, it's just not right. That said, there was a kid at school that was selling it for like a pound a, a go, and he got oh, suspended. Man. Yeah. Whoa. Oh yes, yeah, no. yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. It just shows you how the education system is is built in this company. It just really doesn't support entrepreneurs. And no, it doesn't, does it? It really doesn't. It always kind of pulls them down. There's, there was a story about um, a or Swedish supermarkets. So your first, your first to, or your bottle of hand sanitizer is five pounds, um, but your second is one hundred and fifty. Oh! So you can't stock up. You can just get one each, and each time you come back, you can buy another one. Or you're willing to shell out one hundred and fifty quid to get the second one while you're there yeah. and then. But you don't need five or ten for the moment. No, you don't. And and this is this is the the whole sort of scaremongering point of view, isn't it? So so as I said, if you if there's there are companies like that, and I've even seen it on Amazon, people just hike their price up for um Deto or Domestos wipes or whatever. It's just utterly, utterly ridiculous. But you mentioned it there, John. The opportunity is you've got customers in their homes looking around their homes and noticing all the imperfections. And within that, there's opportunity for us to get our communication right with our customers, our database in order, the administration right, all the bookkeeping update, absolutely all those little tasks and little bits and pieces that we've been putting off. We've now got the opportunity to get them done, get them right, and be yeah. ready to hit the ground running. And hopefully, as you mentioned, is either have some sort of online service going or have some deposits in the bag ready for those new projects when all of this sort of either dies down, blows over, or we learn how to live with it better. Well, there is a flip side to this because interestingly, um, what you're just saying about IT, speaking to some of my other colleagues and clients, some of these guys, business is booming for them right now. I've got a telecoms friend who said he is inundated, IT company. They are so busy because everybody is wanting to work from home now. They're wanting to get all their staff um, on the, on the, the um, VoIP phones and everything else. Whereas before, business owners were kind of maybe a bit... Mm, not sure should um should i uh, do this now maybe should i wait people are now doing all of this stuff that they were putting off before so there's certain small businesses that are going through the roof so i guess it's going to be a case of over time um everything's going to level out eventually right when we all know then what's going on so certain industries like the trades like the events and travel for sure which are all sort of going down like this at the minute the other businesses are going like this so 
hopefully there there still will be enough money circulating that people are still going to be wanting things done in their home, still yeah. wanting to book for events because it's not everybody that's going like this. Yeah. Um, so that, I guess that's just a, a small positive for people to try and think about as well. Every cloud in some ways has a silver lining and there's some businesses that are really reaping the rewards around this. Um, yeah. And like you said earlier with the, with the companies that are now doing the digital, it's, it's another case of things people have been putting off, maybe because of fear. People do get a bit scared with tech. I know me and John are on this all the time. For us, this is quite normal. But for you today, yeah. Andrew, it was a bit like, oh, you have to get your head around it a little bit, right? No disrespect, but there's other people out there. But yeah, that's, that's there was, for you. There was actually... Um, earlier. There, was, there was massive disrespect there, actually, Georgia, frankly. I'm not fast. I'm going to move on. <laughs> but this is forcing people now to review their business and do things that they were scared of before, the tech, the digital. So again... Or used to put off until we've got time to do it. And, exactly. You know, There's no choice there now, right? It's yes, like, right, I have to do this or yes. I'm not going to be speaking to any new customers. I'm not going to be speaking to any of my suppliers. I'm not going to be growing my business or even trying to maintain it. Um, so and it'll be the people who do do it now who will have a business in future. Well, yeah. That's, that's um, possibly part of it. And why people like you and I are less affected right now because we're on this space a lot and this is how we we deal with um, clients overseas and we're in the digital environment anyway. We're going to be affected, like you said earlier, um, a little bit more down the line, but we can try and sustain things a little bit more than those that have just never done anything like this Um, and are are just going to be sitting at home now thinking, right, I can't go out, I can't work, I can't do anything um, and feeling lost, right? And guys, it's worth, if you're listening to this and you are worried about this, um, then it's worth noting that we will offer or we can offer a free 30-minute strategy call with the three of us or with one of us or two of us, depending on how you choose. Um, All you need to do is go to johnlawley.co.uk forward slash strategy hyphen call. That's johnlawley.co.uk forward slash strategy hyphen call. And you can book a free 30-minute strategy call about your business um, with the three of us, but so to, be, to be to be fair to you, mate, it's, it's worth it's worth just putting a little bit on that from from the trades perspective, who are probably the most reluctant to pick up the phone and make those calls and reach out for help. Is you've got genuine experts in their given field um, here, three different guys that you can speak to, and whilst you are kind of maybe not as busy as you want to be, and there's a specific issue that you're not sure of how to deal with, go on that call. It could be a general sort of, I don't know what to do about this, or you can come onto that phone call that's free of charge and say, I've got this issue. Can you help me out with it? And we'll either point you in the right direction, give you as much resource as possible, uh, and then also let you know how it works going forward, if that's something that you want to do. But absolutely take full control of the fact that there's that free phone call to reach out to us. Wonderful. Well, guys, thank you very much. And thank you for listening. Until next time. That's all for this time. But don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.